everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Plant Lady Podcast. I have such an inspiring and passionate guest to introduce to you all today. Not only is she a mother of two beautiful boys, but she is also the owner of a flourishing small business known as Womb and Earth. Jillian is a real life medicine woman, you guys. Her apothecary is not only built on the love that she has for natural plant medicine, but on the wisdom that she holds of ancestral herbalism. I have no doubt this episode will serve you in more ways than one. I know that it did for me personally, but thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. And without further ado, let's get started. Is Sacred Energy Exchange and um, bringing Jillian onto this podcast is such a gift and she has so much knowledge and incredible wisdom to share. And um, so the first thing that we're going to talk about is really just how we can attract a conscious, loving, holding space relationship, a partnership, um, and how we can really open that space for the communication of like, hey, this is sacred. Like, how can we recondition ourselves to um, view it as that way? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And there's so much to speak to that. So for me, I really believe that it starts with a fostering a deep relationship with the self, right? So coming to a place of recognizing our body as, as a temple. Um, And, you know, we're taught from such a young age to be really disconnected from our body. We really are a society that kind of lives from the neck up. (laughs) Yeah. We do a lot of thinking, a lot of worrying, a lot of stressing. um, And then we kind of are just cut off at the neck and don't really know how to drop back into the primal wild intelligence of the body. Mm -hmm. And so the journey of really coming back home to the self is, is how I like to phrase it. It starts with learning to drop back into the body, learning to really communicate, opening this door of communication, because when we foster these deep connections with our body, then we can begin to bring that that message, that intention, whatever it is that we're calling into our life to co-create or to show up in a relationship. We ha- it has to start with our connection to self mm-hmm. before we can ever like translate that Absolutely. into what I want from mm-hmm. a partnership, you know? Yeah. So for me, really, it really starts there. And within my own journey, it started with reclaiming my menstrual cycle and it started with reclaiming pleasure, you know, especially mm-hmm. as a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big theme too, is like, moms can't be sexy, right? You know, like you don't associate like motherhood with like yeah. wild feminine pleasure. Mm-hmm. So those were the two threads that I really started to weave together and to remember my wild primal intelligence and wisdom that was deep within. So starting on this journey and just like, just coming to a place of openness and willingness to tap into the body to, to create a really a relationship with your body with intimacy with your primal natural rhythms Mm -hmm. right so like that's where we can start that's the perfect little seed to begin nourishing it's so so beautiful Mm -hmm. allowing yourself really to receive 
giving yourself permission really to perceive, uh, to receive that pleasure, you know, cause we're so conditioned to think that it's wrong and it's shameful and something we have to hide and we can't, you know, explore ourselves in this way or it's this, this, and this, you know, there's so much conditioning and labels that are thrown on top of it all. I think that's so beautiful and such a perfect point um, to just really come back to yourself and really, you know, find whatever you want in a relationship, find, you know, within yourself. If you want to be held and hold yourself, if you want to have a home, then, you know, make this your home. And I love that you said that like our bodies are a temple or an altar, you know, it's like we take care of our altar space by smudging it and charging our crystals and the moon and all of these things. But we have to do the same for our body and upkeep and dust it off and do the healing, you know, and clean out the old storage boxes of all the old memories and cry and let it flow and reflect. So I think that's such a beautiful and valid point that just sums it up. Perfect. Come home to yourself. And you know, what you want in that relationship is what you seek in, within yourself. And you'll find very shortly after how it just flows. And I feel like aligns into your path as soon as you start doing that work and kind of calling that in. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and you know, such a big part of that is, is relearning our boundaries. Yes. Relearning yes. consent. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that consent starts with our own touch. Consent is our own to foster first and then to foster outwardly in, in other relationships, friendships, um, you know, work relationships, all areas of our life. But it starts with, you know, really listening to your intuition and what I like to call finding your, your holy yeses and your holy no's. Mm. And that's my favorite way to say it. And it's also an ecstatic yes or an ecstatic no, you know, whatever, whatever feels right. I think you understand what I'm getting at. But that was a huge process for me. You know, I struggle with people pleasing as a trauma mm. response. So many of us do. Yes. And so this past like two years has been about reclaiming my no, my sacred no, my ecstatic no, right? And feeling into, you know, when I'm presented with something, when somebody's asking me to do something for them, when someone wants to collab or a client is asking for wh whatever it may be, I've been learning and gotten really, really good at through deep body listening, finding, you know, is this a, is this a holy yes? Does this feel like a full bodied yes on all levels of my body? Like, or is it, you know, if it's not a holy yes, it's a no, right? So there's no maybes in this place because maybe is a no, maybe isn't either or. Mm -hmm. So I love to bring that into, into this conversation because it, it's so important to foster that connection to our intuition and oh, to our truths, really. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not taught consent and how to set boundaries from a young age. And more often than not, like the people who raise us accidentally violate our boundaries. They do. I mean, the world violates our boundaries in a lot of ways, just the way that we are navigating this world as a collective really needs a good looking at. <laughs> yes. So one of the, you know, first things that I would recommend to anybody is like, really take a look at your boundaries. How have, how have they been violated? How have you allowed them to be crossed? You know, and how can we really reclaim our boundaries, bringing them back in and really look at them and say like, you know what? 
I maybe haven't been serving myself fully because I've been saying yes to all these things and really I wanted to say no, but I didn't feel like I could. And then just being really tender and gentle with yourself and knowing like, it's a process. It's hard. It can be really scary. Your body will feel like really anxious at the idea of saying no. But this is such a beautiful way that we are coming back home to ourselves because we need firm boundaries. We need to know what our boundaries are. We need to have a sense of, you know, really solid consent with the self so that we can bring that into a relationship and we can say like, hey, these are my boundaries. This is what, you know, I'm not comfortable with. This is what I, I am comfortable with. This is what I want to explore. And this is a hard no for me, you know, and being able to work on that with yourself in all aspects of life is such an important foundation for a sacred co-creation of a relationship. Absolutely. Just those roots. And really, I feel like we're almost conditioned to want to distrust our body. And, you know, like when our body's natural response is, you know, anxiety or fear or that no, that immediate no, but we kind of ignore it and suppress it and say yes anyways or kind of don't listen and go along and just suppress like what we really want to do and let it sit there and smolder and you know so I love everything that you said and just embodying the the courage to say no and like you said it might be scary at first but I promise it is 100% worth it and as soon as you start really tapping into that not just that feeling, just really tapping into your feelings. I've, I've noticed that, like you said, over the past two years, I mean, mainly over the past year of just like, when I get anxiety in certain places that I go to, or when I'm around certain people or situations, or like you said about a collaboration or a conversation, um, whether it's on social media or in person, I've started to notice my body's natural response. And if it feels right, I won't feel very anxious. It'll feel flow, flowy and fluid and free, yeah. you know, and other, in other cases, it may feel a little bit more like restricted and I don't really know where to go from here. And is it a yes? Is it a no? You know, it's probably a no. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. Um, you know, so really flowing from that conversation right into, we wanted to touch on just birth control, our stories really, and maybe what is some advice that you can offer, Jillian, on some women who may be listening that want to get off the pill or have thought about getting off the pill, but don't necessarily want to get pregnant and maybe in a relationship or not, um, but just really want to take that step. I know that when I first took that step, it was really like, wow, I do, you know, essential oils and I'm a huge advocate for like this natural lifestyle and all of this healthy living. And I want to, you know, serve my body in the best way that I can. But I felt so hypocritical saying that and then taking this pill every day. I was like, I don't even really take pharmaceuticals and this just doesn't seem right. You know, so it was really hard for me to take like that first step of like, uh, but what if I, you know, so what is some advice that maybe you can offer some listeners who may be feeling the same way? Yeah. And that's such a common story. So like, you're not alone in that. I, I receive a lot of, um, a lot of questions about, I want to come off my birth control, you know, I, like it doesn't feel good anymore. And what are my options? And there are so many options. Um, and yeah, so first of all, like, 
I highly, highly recommend to anyone who is wanting to come off of any sort of birth control, whether it be hormonal or an IUD, um, to, to remember that our bodies as feminine people, as people with wounds, with you know, cyclical hormones, are so intelligent. They tell us exactly when we're pregnant. There, you know, we go through four phases through the month um, that are so obvious once you start tapping in and you learn this language of the body. It's a beautiful, beautiful language. Mm-hmm. It's constantly flowing. You know, we are incredible creatures. We are constantly cycling through the month, different hormones, different embodiments. Um, so I, I recommend the first thing that someone does is that they consider tracking their cycle as a form of birth control. Not only just as a form of birth control, but coming off of the pill, oftentimes the pill causes us to not have a cycle at all. And I do just want to speak to um, the times when you do bleed. It's actually not a period. It's not a menstrual cycle. It's a withdrawal bleed. So your body is not actually having this primal natural release that we're supposed to go through every single month. And hormonal birth control signals the body to stop creating the natural hormones because we're introducing synthetic hormones. So for a lot of people, this causes a lot of issues later on, whether they're wanting to get pregnant, um, you know, maybe they come off of it and their hormones are just totally shot because the body is like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. What, what has been happening with us this whole time? You know, our bodies are so highly intelligent. I say that a lot, but it's because it's so important. They're so highly intelligent. They know exactly how to be in the world. And it's us up here, right? In, in the thinking space, the ego mind that is relearning that natural primal flow. But our body naturally relates to the world around us, to the earth, to natural rhythms. Very naturally, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just didn't have another word for, to say. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so just first off, remembering that our bodies already have the ability to, to really come into flow and to tell us where we are exactly throughout the month. So I always recommend tracking your cycle. If you want to come off hormonal birth control, there is going to be a period of, it can be three months, it can be six months. It's sometimes up to a year that it takes the body to really come into a balance. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you to just to look into cycle tracking, to learn how to begin recognizing the signs of, you know, Fertility of, you know, when we're ovulating, we have spikes in temperature, we have change in what I like to call vaginal nectar, some people call it cervical fluid. Our body tells us the signs of exactly where we are in our month, right? Mm-hmm. And so that is one of the best ways to get in touch with your feminine body is to track your cycle. This is a primal, natural function. Like we are, we are this, this flow throughout the month. That is what makes us divine feminine creatures. And, but long before the patriarchy and before hormonal birth control and hospitals and, you know, westernized like pharmaceuticals, Women and people with, with wombs lived so deeply close to the earth, to the cycles of the moon. You know, we used to bleed together. We would free bleed on the earth. Mm-hmm. Women knew this power of the menstrual cycle, the power of birth, even the power of death. So this is primally encoded in our bodies. 
this ability to come into harmony and synchronicity with our cycles. It's not a foreign concept to the body. It's really only foreign to us, right? To us, to the mind, to the, to the ego, to who we are, because we're not taught this. So like long ago, um, when we used to live in villages, we used to live closely together. We raised babies together. You know, we bled together directly on the earth. We gave our menstrual blood back to the earth to nourish her, to really help her feed the plants, the animals, the soil, to enrich everything. We had this deep communication and really a love with the earth. Um, we would have this support. We weren't alone. We weren't just left to like figure out how to tap back into our primal feminine code, mm -hmm. what rites of passage transitions. Mm -hmm. So we're reclaiming that now. And the best way that we can do that is by tracking the cycle, learning, learning our inner language. And from there, once we come into this place of relationship with our monthly cycle, you know, we flow through four different phases. When we're in our menstruation, that's our inner winter. It's our crone energy. The crone is the wise woman. You know, and this is a space where we're meant to deeply rest and nest, right? So no outward activity, you know, eating and drinking lots of really nourishing foods, you know, root vegetables, things rich in iron and um, protein and B vitamins, helping to nourish the blood loss, helping to give us that nutrients back. And then from menstruation, we flow into the follicular phase. And this is the maiden, the spring energy. So she's coming out of that menstruation nest. I always imagine the, the follicular maiden, like her fingers emerging from the soil. And she's like rebirthed from the soil, like, you know, fresh eyes, fresh breath, like totally new perspective, rebirth completely. And this is a time where our energy is a little more curious. You know, we're, we're starting to see it, the new buds coming, like maybe feeling we want to take some action steps towards whatever it was we were reflecting on in menstruation. And from there, we move into our ovulatory. This is our inner summer. Um, and she's the mother, the creatrix. So like total full on like goddess energy like pleasure and bliss and action and risk taking. And like, this is a great time to really take risks in your business, reach out for people, you know, to collab with, like we are so magnetic during this time. And then we transition back to the luteal phase. And you can also look at this, like the waxing and the waning moon. So mm -hmm. we're transitioning out of, out of a uh, ovulatory and we're in the waning moon. Now we're going towards the new moon into luteal. And this is the shamana. She's like, She's like flowing between the crone and the creator, the creatrix, right? Like this is a great time for magic and spell work and deeply reflecting, but also coming into our nest space, preparing it, you know, making the herbal infusions, like tying up the loose ends so that she can deeply rest. Um, and so we have this just to come full circle you know, tracking our cycle is the most beautiful way we can connect with our body and transition out of hormonal birth control. Because what it does is it teaches us to see these patterns, to notice these really subtle shifts throughout the month, and to be able to really sync our lives with our feminine cycles. 
Um, and then we have some incredible, incredible options for herbal contraceptives. And I highly recommend that anyone who is seeking to get off of hormonal birth control learn to track their cycle before working with herbal contraceptives, um, mostly because they really only need to be worked with during the fertile phase. So we don't need to introduce these plants every single day of the month. We're only able to get pregnant about four to seven days a month. That's a pretty specific window when we can learn to recognize it. And yeah. it's so empowering to be like, oh, wow, you know, my cervical fluid is changing. This, this is a sign that I'm in this phase, you know, because we flow through, again, four different types of cervical fluid throughout the month that each tell us certain things. It's so profound, the wisdom and intelligence of the body. I mean, it blows my mind. It's so beautiful. We don't know this information because... It's a reclamation. We can serve ourselves so much better. Can you imagine like being a teenage girl and knowing like, okay, I'm in this part of my cycle. That's why I'm feeling like I really don't want to go to that high, that party or like mm -hmm. I really want to stay home and watch Netflix or like read, read my book or whatever it is. And then we have this shift into outward energy and we're, and we know like, oh, this is a good time for this. Um, so there's so much that we can learn from coming back home to our inner rhythms mm -hmm. and that we can apply to our businesses. We can apply in our work life, in our friendships, our relationships, mm -hmm. like the, <laughs> the beauty and just like alignment that comes out of tapping back in, in this way is so incredible. You, you can't turn back from it once you start to see it. Yeah. Like I'm sure you know, Bella, like yeah. you can serve yourself so much better. Like during menstruation, I slow down a lot. I, you know, I let my, any orders that I get in my shop know, like I'm taking a few extra days, mm -hmm. you know, we're in a period of slowness during this week and we can really serve ourselves so much better when we do that. Yeah. Take self-care really to the next level. And it's so beautiful how we, how you described the cycles as, you know, the different goddesses. It's really just so incredible to me how we embody all of these different faces throughout our cycles. And I feel those shifts in my, you know, I feel that time of the month when I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Like, let's go. And then other times I'm like, why do I just want to be in bed for three days? Yeah. But, um, you know, when I took the step off of getting off of the pill, I, it was really so aligned when I found you and your page and um, I bought your ebook, which is something I want to mention in this podcast because it really connected me to uh, really gave me that pathway from getting off of the pill and really learning my body. Like you said, because I found that once I did make that step of getting off the pill, I didn't have my, my, my period for two, three months maybe. And that was scary for me. You know, that was like, I really wanted to return to this space. I wanted, at that point I was, I wanted to have a flow. I was no longer afraid of this part of me. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, cause we're kind of taught when we get on the pill, like, no, I don't want my period. Like it's a burden. I don't want to have that, you know? So I even had friends who chose the route of not having their cycle at all. And I have a lot of women who reach out to me saying, you know, Hey, I don't have a cycle because of my birth control. Is that normal? Is that healthy? Right. Um, so it's, it's so beautiful, everything that, that you touched on, but really reading your body and learning to, like you said, track those cycles. And I, I believe that it was you that recommended the app Kendara. 
Yes, yeah, that's the one that I use. Um, I use that as well. Kind of my lazy method, but it's so great for beginning. It's so fun, and it really helped me um, really start to track my cycle. So for those listening, it's spelled K-I-N-D-A-R-A, and it's an app, and you're able to track your cycle, and it even has a journal section where you can kind of write in how you're feeling and moods and symptoms. That's been a lot of fun Um for me as well. And I've just noticed that over the past year, um, I was gifted this moon uh, calendar from Healing Soul Vibes. You mm-hmm. might follow her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And she has a, uh, she had a moon calendar for the entire year of 2020. And it had bubbles next to it where I could track my cycle. And getting off of birth control this year, it was, it's so beautiful because now I have a completely filled calendar. And at the beginning of the month, I, my periods were kind of non-existent and very, very scattered. And now we're at the end of this year where I've really gone deep into that healing and, you know, syncing up with my cycles, thanks to you and some other beautiful, inspiring women who have really given me the knowledge to explore this part of myself and come home to this part of myself. Um, and now towards the end of the year, all of my cycles are synced with the full moon. And at the, at the last months, uh, you can see all the dots are like, yeah. <laughs> and it's so beautiful that our bodies just know they just it really is incredible that when like you said when you open to this you cannot turn back i'm just blown away every day by the power of this the intelligence of our body that is yeah. such a valid point it, they're so intelligent and i'm just i'm just blown away i feel like i'm i'm a student yeah. in my own body i'm like what's going on let me know <laughs> We are infinite students of the earth and of our body. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely love, um, I want to continue talking about the herbal contraceptives. Like I mentioned earlier, I was scrolling through your page a bit and you had mentioned um, some different types of herbs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm kind of new to all of that. And I would love to just hear your knowledge and any information that you feel called to share about that. Absolutely. Yeah, that has been the most profound remembering for me, especially as an herbalist, um, to really come into this relationship with these ancient, ancient herbs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Especially to serve the the feminine body. And the one that I work with the most is Queen Anne's Lace. It's also called Wild Carrot. Um, Most people have probably seen it. It's technically considered a weed, but it's the most glorious, magical weed you'll ever find. Um, And Queen Anne's Lace, it it looks like a bird's nest and it's white. It's got a really tall stalk. It's actually um, a wild carrot. So like the root, you can actually technically eat the root. It's the wild form of the domesticated carrot. Um, It's really cool. And it grows very tall. It often grows in places of kind of like waste areas. So like the sides of roads, you might see this beautiful, tall, white flower just kind of, you know, wavering in the wind Um, and it has what in herbalism is called like an umbral shape so it's kind of like an an umbrella it's flat and wide Mm -hmm. but it's made up of tons of tiny white flowers and then it has a single red drop in the center so in herbalism we call it kind of like a doctrine of signatures not necessarily but to me it is because this tiny red drop which is just like a tiny red um petal in the center is so symbolic of the menstrual blood. So, and there's some folk lore around it that Queen Anne, who the plant was named after, after 
um, was walking out in a field or something, she pricked her finger and the one single drop of blood landed on the Queen Anne's lace, right? Mm -hmm. On the flower and imprinted all of the flowers like for life. But for me, I'm like, this is such a beautiful symbol of her medicine for the womb space and for the menstrual blood. So how this plant works, and I just wanna to speak to that Queen Anne's lace um, has been used for over 2000 years as an herbal contraceptive. Wow. You can find um, text, you know, going all the way back to like Grecian times, in many, many different areas of the world, Queen Anne's lace, the seeds specifically, have been used as an herbal contraceptive. So this is like a truly wise folk herb for body sovereignty um, and known by, you know, midwives, <clears throat> excuse me, heal, excuse me, healers, um, you know, witches, wise women, like this was a plant that has always been used. So what's really beautiful about it is, um, you can harvest the seeds. So the, the traditional way to work with Queen Anne's lace is by chewing a tablespoon of the seeds in the side of the cheek. And what that does is when the flower has gone to seed, um, and that's at the end of the summer, like really kind of in August and September, this plant will close like a bird's nest. And you'll see all of these tiny seeds. I like to harvest them when they are still slightly green. Um, however, some herbalists say to wait until they start to brown. I make a tincture in my shop and I'll talk about that more, but basically those seeds, when the plant goes to seeds, they contain these volatile oils that are very high in terpenoids. And what this does is it inhibits implantation in the body. So there has been some studies done on it, some more so underground studies by herbalists, but there is some scientific studies that have been out there. Um, but they found that, and what is noted mostly by herbalists and midwives and wives women, is that it makes the uterus too slippery for an egg to implant in the wall. So the way that this profound medicine works is that it blocks progesterone, and progesterone is needed to grow a pregnancy. Um, so when we introduce this plant, and it's most often used as an herbal plan B, so I, it's contraindicated really to use it every day of the month because it's blocking progesterone, and that can really screw up your cycles. I actually did have someone come to me that was getting kind of an everything but the kitchen sink type tincture and was taking, was recommended to take it every day for eight months. And she was wondering why um, her body wasn't creating progesterone. Mm -hmm. She wasn't having a cycle. So I just want to speak to like, this mm -hmm. isn't an ally that you take every day. And plant medicines are really effective when we set our intention. And we do have to work with them in a specific protocol. So it's not like, you know, just take a few drops every day. But that's why I recommend tracking your cycle so you know when you're fertile because how you would work with this plant there's there's two ways um like i mentioned before is an emergency plan b and how i recommend this in my shop is um you would i make the tincture so you can take the seeds like i said that's a wise woman way of taking it i do find that it can be a little disruptive to the um the digestive system although some people say that that's the only way to do it and that the tincture doesn't work I've been making this tincture for two years. I know how potent the extract is. You know, it's really important that if you buy a tincture, if you harvest the seeds yourself, that you identify the plant properly, but you also smell the, this volatile oil. So it's like an essential oil when you crush the seeds 
That's why chewing it, it'll release it into the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. um, so I make the tincture in my shop. I find that it's very potent and it makes it much more accessible for people who can't access Queen Anne's Lace in the wild. Mm -hmm. It is a wild crafted tincture. This plant is very abundant, so it's very sustainable to harvest it. And I truly feel that um, Queen Anne's Lace is, is here and really calling to me because this medicine is so needed right now. And she's like, I want to be here. I want to support the womb space. I want to support you know women everywhere. I want to support people with wombs who want body sovereignty. Um, so you have the option of chewing the seeds or taking the tincture. Now with the tincture, I recommend taking 30 to 60 drops during your fertile phase, if you'd like, as a preventative. This is a great way to work with the plant if you're just learning to track your cycle and you really want to have that extra layer of, of kind of protection. Um, but as an emergency plan B, so say that you know, human error occurs or something happens and um, <laughs> insemination occurs, which has all happened to us, I think, or we've had that fear, right? Mm -hmm. um, Queen Anne's Lace is a beautiful emergency ally. And the way that I recommend my clients work with it is taking 30 to 60 drops as soon as possible. So the first dose within the first eight, maximum 12 hours. I like to you know, really kind of say as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, and then you can take up to five follow-up doses of those 30 to 60 drops. I tend to personally stick on the higher end because I really want to make sure if that in that situation that I'm like, okay, you know, I've already got two babies. So I'm like, but you can also, you know, like, like we're talking about for somebody who's learning to track their cycle, it's totally okay to take like say 30 drops every day until you start bleeding. I just wouldn't recommend somebody do that every month. That would be more like a, I'm really kind of still figuring it out and I just want to make sure because I think I might be fertile and then this happened. Um, so it's a really beautiful ally recommended to only use as needed because what we've found and what I found over my own personal studies is that this plant works best when it's all of a sudden introduced in the system because our bodies are so intelligent. They know what's happening. Okay. <laughs> They're yeah. like, ah, 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 you've been taking this every day and it won't work, you know, or mm -hmm. taking it like that too many months in a row. The body is just so smart, mm -hmm. but this is a beautiful plant ally for emergencies that we can really rely on if we need it in those times, rather than the pill, which can be very expensive and also can be really, really disruptive to the rest of the body and the hormones. Um, and Queen Anne's Lace hasn't shown to have any side effects, you know, to prevent fertility in the future or to really throw off the cycle. So it's a really beautiful and what I consider a very generally safe ally to work with. And that's my, my favorite one. Um, that's specifically for people with wounds. So yeah, do you have any questions? I think I covered all, all everything about that plan, but there is one more I'd love to share about, but I, I want to take a break and talking from it. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. No, I, I'm like mind blown. <laughs> but it's so it's so incredible to me that we are provided with this abundance of plant medicine and it's really just the lack of knowledge about it, you know? Yeah. And, um, I've experienced with a few plants such as Clary Sage, I'm sure you're familiar, um, around my time in the month has become a huge ally just with 
my cramps and, you know, some pain that I may be feeling. Um, so, so cool to be introduced to this because I've really tried to find a lot of herbal or natural methods and I haven't really found much. You know, there are some ethical condom companies out there, but that doesn't really resonate with me. Um, and so this is just so beautiful to hear, you know, this knowledge and to be, and thank you for being here to just share <laughs> this with all of us. I hope that yeah. the, uh, everyone listening to this is as mind blown as I am and can really <laughs> the knowledge that you're giving us because it's so potent and it's so, it's so incredible. And what you're doing for the divine feminine is really just so beautiful, but I'll let you continue talking about the second one. Did you say that there's another another one? Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. And this has been such profound work for me. Um, over the last year, it's become really, really aligned and clear in my life that like, you know, I've gotten almost like a tap on the shoulder from my guides that like, Hey, you're here to talk about this specific medicine um, and how you can support people in finding that body sovereignty. But so, so Queen Anne's Lace is, is a first really great option. I do just want to note because it's important if you wildcraft it, make sure you know how to recognize it. There is a poisonous semi lookalike, um, but once you know Queen Anne's Lace, it's impossible to like get it wrong because they do look very different once you get to know them. Um, and I do make that tincture in my shop and we can talk about that later if that's an accessibility thing that makes it easier for you to access it. So the second really amazing, this is a recent, I've heard of this herb, but I, I haven't researched it until this past year. And what I'm finding is profound. Oh my goodness. So neem oil, neem oil is a natural spermicide. There are at least five studies that have been done out of India because this plant grows in India. It's a tree. Um, and since um, they really need accessible herbal you know, birth control methods in so many other countries, they've really started to look at neem oil and its anti-fertility properties. So there's two incredible ways that we can work with this. And I think a lot of the women here are going to be really excited to hear that this is an option for male partners. <gasps> finally <laughs> the weight it all out I'm like blissed out about this because I've been talking to my husband about like I really don't want any other kids but I also really want this weight off of me and I found this beautiful beautiful information so neem oil can be used in two ways um the first is as a spermicidal lube I also have this available in my shop you want organic cold pressed really good quality neem oil. And the way that it's worked with, um, really kind of a couple ways you can work with it in that form. You can apply it to yourself and your partner um, before sex, about 15 minutes before. And what they found is that when the neem oil comes in contact with sperm, it actually slows the motility to like nothing. So they stop moving, they can't make their way. <laughs> and with no negative side effects. So it's really, really amazing. So as a spermicide, so you can also um, like put the oil internally close to the cervix if you want, but everything that I've read said it works really well as a lube. It is very strong smelling though. So like that may be the one turnoff for some people is it smells so strong. It's like, if you're really sensitive, it might not be the greatest option for you if that would like turn you off to have this like really, it's a really nutty smell. Nutty, yeah. yeah I've nutty. heard of oh. oil for like um, 
I, I've actually had it for dry skin or I've had it recommended for dandruff or um, just dry skin in general, like a lotion form. So this yeah. is really interesting to learn wow. that it's so versatile. Well, and it's used in plants as a natural insecticide that doesn't, it, it, you know, the bugs stay away from it. Um, and so that was the first way I'd heard of it. And then I saw, oh, wow, this is used in skincare. And then this past year, I kept getting this, this intuitive tap, like seeing it places. Um, and I was like, okay, I need to know about this. And it turns out it's been studied a lot as a natural birth control. So um, if you go on my business page and under that listing for the actual neem oil, I put a ton of links to every study that I could find on it. Um, so the two ways that you can use it, we talked about as a spermicide. 15 minutes before, before sex, you want to at least apply it to you, whether internally or externally, you just want to get a good amount so that it's getting inside. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the ways that our, our masculine partners can use it is actually taking neem oil capsules. So one capsule a day after about six weeks, what they've seen is there's enough of it built up in the system. There was a study done in India of military men and their wives and they had the men take the neem oil capsules every day. And they, so they were you know, actively trying to co-create with their wives and no pregnancies occurred. It was an amazing. And then um, when they went off of it, they were able to get pregnant. So they're seeing that there's no negative side effects as far as like future fertility issues go. And it's very simple and affordable that we can take, you know, our partners can take one pill a day. And after the six week mark is when they say, okay, it's generally pretty safe to rely on this. If you're someone who's still a little skeptic, it's great to pair this with just having a bottle of Queen Anne's lace mm -hmm. um, or continuing to track your cycle. You know, I never recommend someone like fully just rely on a plant, mostly because what I found is they're sentient beings and they're like, no, you're kind of, you're kind of taking advantage, and this is more about conscious co-creation, not only in your body, but with your relationship to the earth and to me as a plant spirit. Um, so I recommend, you know, track your cycle along with these beautiful supportive contraceptive methods. Um, and I can also like share the link to all of those. Uh, Absolutely. Well, I'll include the link um, yeah. to your shop and uh, your Instagram as well in the description of this podcast, of course. Yeah. That way people can find you and find that beautiful medicine. Yeah. So that to me is like mind blowing. I'm like, what? There is an option that my husband can take and like <laughs> take so much pressure off of me. Because one of the biggest things that I hear from women is like, I can't stand that all of this falls on my shoulders. Mm. You know, that I am the one that's having to prevent pregnancy. You know, that it that it's my body that would go through that. And really them calling in this conscious co-creation and how how can you bring that into your relationship and there's no better way <laughs> than working with neem oil and the fact that there are so many studies with amazing results is like this needs to be talked about more like i want everyone to know that this is accessible and so affordable we're talking like under $20 for one of those bottles of the capsules um under $20 for the oil you know, I make that lube in my shop, but you don't have to, you can just get the, the neem oil and work with it. And it's amazing. But yeah, those are our two really profound herbal contraceptives that we have and that are really accessible and sustainable to work with. So we're not like 
over harvesting from these plants, which is important to me as an herbalist to have that, you know, earth stewardship in mind, but it's profound, profound medicine and it's our birthright to reclaim this. So ah, I'm excited to have been able to share that here. Yes. Thank you for sharing all of this. And I love that we really, really started from the roots you know, at the beginning of our conversation, really talking about how to come home to yourself and attract that conscious partner and having like holding that space. And then, you know, the story and the journey of getting off of birth control and then starting to, you know, reclaim your cycle and sinking with the earth and really returning to your roots and working with plant medicine very intentionally and, you know, through educating yourself and knowing what works for your body and knowing, you know, when it's your right time to take that step to get off the pill or to start introducing those plants. Um, I just yeah. love everything about this podcast. And I think that so many women out there are going to be so appreciative and hopefully just take as much as I took from this. Cause I was yeah. like writing down things. I had no idea about neem oil that is just incredible. And the fact that there's no side effects, I think is something that is really stress-free it's like takes a weight off because all of the things that we're introduced to have side effects or have like these long-term we're like uh it's never really like a guilt-free or conscious-free experience because you're always worried kind of about what effects this is having on your body because it's not natural so to know that you can take something that your body can handle like this is of the earth this was put here by god or source or whoever you believe in, you know, to put here to serve us in this way. So Mm -hmm. how beautiful that you can be the medicine woman to bring that knowledge to all of us. I'm so grateful for your presence here on this podcast and on this planet and on your shop. I will put your link to your Etsy shop in the description. But for those listening, you can follow her at at woman earth. And um, yeah, I'll put your a little Etsy link so people can check out the Queen Anne's Lace and the neem oil. Um, I think that's going to be so, so amazing. Such potent medicine you've shared with us today. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was an honor to bring this ancient wisdom that is our birthright back into the world and to keep talking about it feels really important Mm -hmm. to let people know that they have options um, and really natural, you know, like harmonious options too that we're really kind of like so in tune with already we're just remembering this beautiful journey back home so it was an honor to have this conversation and I I really hope to have many more conversations about this with you absolutely I think it's so aligned that we you know that I can provide this sustainable organic like underwear option and you're over here like providing all of these organic sustainable like (laughs) just all this abundance of plant medicine and knowledge and feminine everything. And I just love that we can come together and now share such an educational podcast about really just who we are and your passion. I can just feel your passion and your love into what you do. And I hope that everyone listening can hear it as well and check out your shop and check out you. And I love you so much. Thank you for being here. I've said it a hundred times. I'm going to keep saying it. I love you too. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Well, there you have it. Isn't she amazing? 
Like I mentioned throughout this episode, I'll have all of Jillian's information in the description part of this podcast. Also, if you liked this podcast, feel free to leave us a review. Reviews actually go a long way and help us get the word out there about the knowledge that we're sharing here on this platform. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and tuning in. I love you. I am your host, Bella Griffin, and I'll see you next time.